0: everyone simon here from sterling coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which i'm joined by my first person that has the prefix doctor dr sabrina starling good to have you with us on the podcast sabrina
1: thank you simon i'm very excited to be here and have this conversation today
0: tell the listeners a little bit about you give us a little bit of uh, the backstory behind you and what you do
1: I am passionate about helping entrepreneurs take their lives back from their business. Okay. And this comes from my experience growing up in a family essentially scarred by the legacy of entrepreneurship. My, um, when I was five years old, I watched my dad scarf down his food and rush out the door. And my mom explained, you know, your dad never got to sit down and eat a relaxed meal. As a kid, mm. they were always eating out of the concession stand. And his father owned service stations and drive-in movie theaters. And so he worked from the time, i probably from the time he was able to walk and everything was work, work, work. And that's the legacy that I grew up with. And ironically, I, when I left my full-time job to start my own business about 15 years ago, I did it thinking I would have better work-life balance because I would have freedom and I would be in control of my time.
0: Yep. We all. Yep, That's yes. what we set out to do. Yep.
1: Yes. And I, I quickly learned, um, I read the E-Myth I think a few months in and I saw everything that I was doing wrong and yeah. I did not know how to fix it. Like, Right. You're, yeah. you're a fix this next founding fixer. And so we're always talking about, you know, how do we fix things? While I was reading the E-Myth, I couldn't figure out, it was great advice. Yeah. I got the concept, but I couldn't figure out how to fix it. I had the opportunity a few years later to meet Michael Gerber. And I, I said to him, I, I want to figure out how to get my coaching company to run by itself. How do I get myself out of the day-to-day? And like Sarah in the book, how do I quit making those pies yeah. <laughs> in the email? And, and he said, my dear, I own a coaching company and I have never coached a day in my life. And I thought, what kind of answer is that? I was really annoyed. Mm. And at the same time, looking back on it, I realized he was telling me everything I needed to know. And he was essentially telling me I had to think differently. And not only did I need to think differently, I needed to be different in my business.
0: Mm. And
1: so I have been on a on a path, on a journey for years, trying to figure out how to extricate myself out of my business and create a business that gives me more life, and so you know, you and I have a lot of commonalities with our our love for Mike McCallowitz and profit yep. first and pumpkin planning. So I've worked with Mike, I've worked with other um, high level uh, business strategists and coaches trying to figure out how to make all of this work, and I can tell you that. There's a lot of such good information out there. You can read Profit First. You can read Fix This Next. You can read Pumpkin Plan, my book, How to Hire the Best um, for Hiring Employees. And if we try to just put it all together it doesn't work like it makes this big tangled up mess this jigsaw puzzle and so I've created the tap the potential solution to helping entrepreneurs create those businesses that give them more time for what matters most and more money in their bank account and that's what I'm excited about is freeing it I believe work should support life and I want entrepreneurs everywhere to have that experience
0: and for the listeners you you can't see it because obviously this is an audio podcast but Behind Sabina, she's got this easel with her board up there, whiteboard, and it's hashtag work supports life, isn't it? So I can't yes. read the second one down on there. So what is that? Is that veggie, Veggie's, veggies first.
1: first? So, you know, in Profit First, we learn we have to take care of ourselves financially first. So we need to put yeah. the profit aside in the business. Veggie's First is about taking our self-care first. We have yeah. to do that every single day as an entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting when I set up in business and I'm sure my age now, but back in 1992, I had a really good job, but I decided that I was good at it, but I could earn more money if I did it on my own. And like you, I thought I can go out there, I can earn more money and I can work just as hard. I didn't want to work harder, but I want to work just as hard, but I want to earn a lot more money. That was my reason for going in business. And within a few months, I got taken by my bank on a course And I got to sit with all these other business owners. And I heard them all sitting around the table telling me they worked 100 hours a week. They took no vacations because they just couldn't take themselves away for the business. And they talked about the fact that most of their staff got paid more than they did. And I sat there as a newbie to business thinking, I've just given up a really good job for this. And that's when I sat on my first ever coach. That's why I became a coach, because I've always had a coach. And I knew that that day I had to do something different. Otherwise, I was going to be one of those people in five years time sat saying the same things. And I decided that day never, ever to let that happen to me. And I've always had a coach. And thankfully, that never did happen to me. And I ended up with lots of different businesses. The busier I got, the more time I had and the more money I made.
1: That, isn't I'm, that amazing, yeah. right? And I think it's so ironic because we believe like the traditional discourse about entrepreneurs is we should grind it out and work harder and harder. Oh. And the irony is, is that when we are being effective as entrepreneurs, we work less. Yeah. And and so I that's why I, I just want entrepreneurs out there everywhere to hear this message <laughs> that Simon and I are sharing with you that you don't have to grind it out. That's not the path no. to success.
0: No. No. If there's a vacuum, listeners, you don't have to fill it with more work. Fill right. it with life, not yes. with work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the final hashtag there, listeners, is be a gift. Use that time to be a gift to somebody else.
1: Yes. I I, yeah. I contribute. We, We all have our unique gifts and talents. And when we share those with the world, we get energy. I I love having these kinds of conversations on podcasts. So I'm getting energy. And as you and I were getting ready to come on, I said, how can I be a value? And you said, just share something of value, tips, strategies, tools, and that gives me energy. So I'm here being a gift and this, that, and that's when we are a gift, we get re-energized to go out and be more effective ourselves.
0: So you mentioned your book, your own book, um, and you know obviously you mentioned those by Mike McCallowitz, and one of my favourites at the moment. And I've got quite a few clients working through his clockwork as well. You know uh, that's a great book. But uh, hire the best. Did you say your book was called?
1: How to hire the best.
0: How to hire the best. I'll do it now rather than do it at the end. Where do listeners go to find that book? Because I know hiring people is a nightmare for most people in business, and getting the best person. Is something they often compromise on. So how how do they get a copy of the book?
1: Okay, so I'm going to tell you it's on Amazon. You can yep. also go straight to our website because that's where you get all the goodies that go okay. with. it. So tapthepotential.com forward slash books because okay. there's multiple books in the How to Hire the Best series. So, so tap tap potential-
0: tapthepotential.com forward slash books.
1: Books. Yes.
0: Books there you go listeners somewhere to go and check out straight after this podcast so let's start talking about um coffee, coffee. Well, that's one of, the, one of the themes here uh, or whatever else you're drinking I, you know, i've had a few people drinking different drinks uh hopefully you're drinking coffee today tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking and why sabrina
1: so i'm drinking uh, my coffee out of our breakthroughs works in my mug says work supports life not the other way around we have Great. Pre-COVID, we used to host retreats here in my home, the Entrepreneurs Retreat Center, the Breakthroughs on the Bayou Retreats, and whenever I drink out of this mug, it just brings me mm-hmm. back and helps me just to reconnect with that community and the good ideas that get shared when entrepreneurs come together. Um, in this mug, I'm drinking pumpkin spice latte oh. <laughs> yeah. from Starbucks. My um, It's a little off-season. My husband knows I like this, and so you know, with COVID, we've learned if there's something that's important to us, we need to stock up on it. So in <laughs> our family, we're stocking up on toilet paper, we're stocking up on the pumpkin spice On latte. syrups. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And the listeners are this that listen to our podcast. Gingerbread is one of my syrups that I have in my Starbucks coffee. I love gingerbread lattes. And I went into Starbucks just last week. and I said, I've got my free rewards drink. So I'm going to go proper grande now and have the <laughs> biggest drink that I can have. Um, have you got any gingerbread left? And she says, no, it's only for Christmas. I said, no, it shouldn't be just for Christmas.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, you need to stock yeah. up next year.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I always have it at home, but there's just something about the difference that the, the baristas do it at Starbucks so much better than I can do it at home. So uh, yeah, I miss that. Uh, I yeah. just got a heads up actually on my phone earlier on that there's a new drink at our local Starbucks available, but we can only get takeaways at the moment. We can't go and sit in Starbucks at the moment, so uh, just a takeaway. And yeah. it's it's interesting. You you've got your pumpkin spice drink there. I've got. Uh, I'm still finishing off my holiday season pods, Starbucks <laughs> pods. So I'm, I'm still enjoying those. I'm, so I'm hanging on to Christmas as long as I can. Yes. I'm make, making sure I get that spice in my coffee. Yeah. So how do you drink your coffee? And then tell me a little bit more about the mug afterwards. But first of all, tell us how you how you take your coffee.
1: Well, I just put a little bit of cream in it and that's it. Nothing else.
0: Nothing else. Great. 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 And is the pumpkin your favorite? You mentioned about getting it in your past. That is your favorite, is it?
1: that's my favorite, you know, really my, my favorite coffee is anytime that I can sit with a friend in person mm. and enjoy a cup of coffee and have a great conversation. And it, it really doesn't matter at that point, what's in my mug. It's just yeah. that, that feeling of connection and camaraderie. And I, with COVID it's just, that's something that we are not able to do right yeah. now. Very often.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. We, we talked to, you know, I live in a town, but love to smile at each other and talk to each other, which is great. Uh, I think Newark in the UK is, has been voted the happiest town in the UK for, for a number of years. Mm. And, and you, you, like you say, you go into Starbucks and you can talk to friends, but you can talk to strangers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we can only get takeaways, we have a, a very old medieval marketplace in the town. And it's got all the stalls out. And on a Sunday, it's very, very quiet normally in the town but because of covid everybody's going walking their dogs everybody's ticking their exercise because we can't meet up with people mm-hmm. but starbucks i bet on on a time when we go on a sunday there's a hundred people been to starbucks sat on the market stalls socially distanced of course and they're just talking across the marketplace to each other they're talking about dogs they're talking and they're all talking over that cup of coffee and it's the it's the marketplace itself has brought people together, but they've come for the coffee and the chat. That's and
1: you're wonderful. right,
0: that's so important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, just that ability to connect. And I, I, you mentioned the dogs in there. I, I think that's just probably such a big stress relief for people yeah. to get out and enjoy and watching. I love watching animals interact. And you reminded me of when I was in graduate school and I would get a coffee and go to the mm-hmm. dog park and the dogs would run and play. And I would sit and I would talk with the other people at the dog park with my coffee.
0: You see that what you've just said there is something that uh, I've probably heard in movies, but I've never heard anybody mentioning in a conversation with me before, certainly not in the podcast, a dog park. We don't have dog parks here in the UK. So uh, tell me what what would be in a dog park? What happens in a dog park? Is it just a park? Oh, my gosh. Because I've never I've never encountered that before.
1: Wow, what an experience. Okay, so the dog park that I went to in Austin, um, Texas was just a small, it was probably half an acre and it was an enclosed fence. And, you know, it was, there were, there were very few seats because most, most people stood and people would just bring their dogs and the dogs would run and play and, you know, these big dogs and chasing these little dogs and the little dogs chasing the big dogs. And, you know, and I, I had one dog who was very social and she would just love to get right there in the mix. And then I had my other dog who just, she was very shy. She yeah. wanted to sit right by my side. So she just sat right by my side. She didn't interact with any of the other dogs, but my other dog was just all over the place and she just wanted to go and yeah. run and have fun. Yeah.
0: We, and- we've got, a, we've got a puppy. Well, she's old now. Uh, well, I say old, she's three years old. She's not a puppy anymore, but she behaves like a puppy. She's a, a Bernese mountain dog cross with a border collie. Oh. So she's got the strength and the size of a Bernese mad dogs, but the mind and the energy of a border collie. And she would love that. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm going to set, start a campaign locally. We need a dog park. I need a dog yeah. park near where I live because that would be great. Absolutely it, great to do that.
1: It is the best stress relief for us human beings. I'm sure the dogs have fun too, but I really Yeah, do.
0: yeah. <laughs> so let's let's move on to some of the business questions. Then. And as we said, you know, sharing that gift with the listeners and hoping that you listeners will take something away from what Sabina's uh, really going to share with us. And it's important not just that you take something away, but you do something with it you yeah, that you take action. So tell us, what's the latest or most significant thing that you've fixed in your business?
1: So there's so many things we're, we're fixing all the time. <laughs> and fix this next has really taught us um, what my one of my strategists says is focus, focus on one thing until successful, complete a cycle of action before moving on to the next thing. And yeah. so last year, We focused on fixing our onboarding experience that our clients have with us because our Better Business, Better Life program is a pretty large program and we do a lot and we have a lot of tools and resources for our clients. And so that's a wonderful thing. And it's not it was not well organized. And with different strategists, there's three of us who coach, yep. and we have different groups going, I wanted to make sure we give our clients a consistent experience. So what we did is we dove in, and I know this is not a video podcast, but I'm going to mm-hmm. hold it up anyway. Um, we dove into Joey Coleman's book, Never Lose a Customer Again and this book is it talks about the first 100 day experience that you want to give your clients as you're onboarding them and there's different psychological so i'm the business psychologist i'm all about yeah. what okay. happens to us in our heads there's different... now, now we
0: know where the doctorate comes from then
1: yes doctorate in yeah. psychology <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, there's different phases that our clients go through with us during the first 100 days, and we want to tune into where they are in, in that process with us, and we want to make sure that we're addressing those needs. And so when someone makes a purchase, there is, there's highs and lows. In, in their experience and another great book that goes along with the first 100 or Joey Coleman's book, Never Lose a Customer Again is The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. They also talk about the highs and lows of our experiences. And when we, I, I think about when we have clients with us in our Better Business, Better Life program at Tap of Potential, we wanna deliver a an experience of peace and ease for them, as they're working on improving their business, we because you know as business owners we feel like we're in the chaos all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And so at Tap the Potential, we want to create ease for our clients, and so in in thinking through the first 100 days, there's different high and low points that our clients will go through with us. That moment of saying yes, I'm in. I want to do this program. I want to take my life back from my business. Yeah. That's a high. That's very exciting. Well, what happens when you get off the phone and you go and tell your husband or your wife, Hmm. hey, I've just made this big investment in this coaching program. I'm taking my life back. And your spouse says, you spent what? How much money? And On on which card? (laughs) which (laughs) card? Exactly. And so we are being very intentional at what can we do on our end to reassure our clients, hey, that was a good choice. And we're not just going to take your money and run. We're legit. We are going to see you through. And we're going to fulfill on our promise that if you do what what we ask of you, you will have more money in your bank account than you've ever had before at the end of your year with us. And so we look at what, what success stories do we need to share? Um, how can we send something to them in the mail that will help them that will reassure them, we have different members of our team who reach out and this is all done with timing is done very strategically and the other thing that we have tried to do is recognize that our clients work at different paces, hmm. some clients come in gung ho. I am ready. I can I start group tomorrow. I want to go. Other clients need to kind of warm up, and so we have adapted. We've created a process that we can work with people through the first one hundred days with our people who want to go fast, and we have a slower trajectory, and we have a a middle trajectory.
0: So, can I ask you a question then on that, and just dig a bit deeper into that because I think you're absolutely right, and you know when I used to have a garden centre, you know, we I used to sell hot tubs and you get people that put a deposit down on a hot tub and then by the time they'd driven to the top of the gate, they were thinking, I've just spent how much on a hot tub? Should we be asking for our deposit back? Have we made the right choice? Will it fit in the garden? Will it look right in the garden? So you know, in all business, I think all the listeners will connect with what you've said there. But it's interesting you said about the different paces. Sometimes people want to go at a fast pace Mm
1: -hmm. but how
0: do you determine that that's right for them because not everybody is right to go at that pace are they how how do you work that out with them
1: so what if if they want to go at a fast pace we honor that and we also are watching to make sure that they're not skipping over certain Mm. things um what and, and this was part of fixing um our program and really cuz some clients would check a box and say yes i have done my wish list interviews from the pumpkin plan yeah. and but they had not shared their interviews with us. We hadn't helped them analyze it. And they were just like, I'm moving on to the next step. And there's so much value to be taken from talking to your top clients and customers and understanding what they're experiencing in your business that they appreciate most. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found when clients do those wish list interviews from the pumpkin plan is a lot of times we will hear things that our top clients and customers will say, I appreciate this about you. This really means a lot to me. And because it's our strength, because it's something we just do naturally, yeah. we don't own the value of it. And we yeah. will discount that. And we will not look for how can we systematize this? How can we amplify it? And so that's where we really have started to dig in. And when, when a client checks a box and says, I've done this, yeah. We ask for, we'll share it with us, share it with the group. Let's look at what you've gotten from it. And how do we leverage this for great. you? How do you yeah. use it to really create that value in your business?
0: And that's a great way of checking in on anybody's progress, isn't it? You know, if you've got a member of a team, if you feel that member of a team is skipping ahead, I, I love that phrase. I've written that down there, not skipping. Uh, it's the way to check that is to get them to share it with you, because if they've skipped across it, they're not going to be able to share that effectively with you. Or if it's going to be shallow, it's going to be weak, or they're just going to avoid it completely.
1: Right, right. So it's really that, that premise of show me the work and let's yeah. look at this together. And, you know, yeah. as coaches, that's really what we want to do is we want to come alongside and let's look at this together and see how yeah. do we use this information for you.
0: Great. So you've given us an idea of what you've done and how you've worked on that onboarding process. How was it before you fixed it there? How was it before you started working on it?
1: Well, I, I think it was okay. It wasn't horrible. but Good.
0: Well, you've been doing it for a while, so I'd hope not.
1: And so this is what I'm getting at. I don't think our clients necessarily knew that there was something wrong with it, but I knew it wasn't, Very effective, and that was eating at me. And the other piece is that I was the bottleneck before we fixed this, it was Mm -hmm. me that was doing the initial onboarding. And if I because I like to take four week vacations, I've taken a six week vacation recently, and that's awful for someone to be signing up with us and ready to go. But oh no, you have to wait six weeks, Dr. Sabrina is on her six week vacation get you started too bad. That's a horrible experience for somebody. And so in, in this process, we have created where team members now can get our clients onboarded. Um, I am still part of the process, but it's not what I do is not time specific. So if I happen to be out for a while, then I can have those meetings with clients when I'm back. And so they're still getting the value. That's what I think is, has been the, the improvement. Yeah.
0: I, I did an interesting, it's interesting you say that I did a webinar yesterday using Mike's business hierarchy of needs. And we were focusing on the, the level of legacy and the ongoing adaptation. Yeah. And we were talking about it and I said, you know, there are, here's a list of things that get in the way of legacy. Here are things that get in the, in the way of, uh, I suppose, evolution, change. And the thing at the top was you. And I could see the look of, because I could see the people's faces on the Zoom session, the look of horror when I pointed at them and said, the biggest thing that's getting in the way is you. And I think for, the, for, for me and you and for the listeners, we have to realize that very often we have to look at ourselves first because it's us that are getting in the way, isn't it? In, in many levels of our business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I am, I'm still struggling, and I don't, I don't want to say the word struggle. I'm sorting it out is that our clients really enjoy when I'm active in the coaching and I enjoy being active in the coaching. So what I'm trying to figure out is when they say I get a lot of value when you're there, Dr. Sabrina, I'm trying to figure out what is it that I'm doing? Mm. What is that unique thing that I'm doing? And can we somehow create some systems around that so that everyone on our team can deliver that experience. Yeah. So that's what I've started asking recently. Um, yeah. So that I think that's going to be one of the the yeah. next things we're working on.
0: Yeah, you need to bottle that sauce, don't you? And uh, find out how to replicate it. So you've you've worked on this. You you've uh, delivered this new onboarding process. How has it been? What what kind of outcomes, both expected and unexpected, have you had as a result of this?
1: That's the best thing. Is we get these emails that just show up. I have an assistant who sorts my emails and she'll send me a voxer and she'll say, This just came in the email. This is the new client. <laughs> this is not in Simon, this is someone I haven't met yet. And yeah. they're saying, I'm so excited. I got so much value out of that conversation with Darren. And you know, Stacy and I worked on this, and I I'm so excited for what I'm gonna be Great. working on with you guys in my business. That to me is the sign that we are we are now. And we get that kind of feedback. It seems like every few weeks we get one of those emails that shows up. Not, and
0: without having to ask for it, without having yeah. to send out a survey or get them to complete a questionnaire, because that feels very yeah. stuffy sometimes, doesn't it? So to get those free emails is, is great.
1: It's spontaneous. And, yeah. and I also think that means, I take that to mean another thing too, that we are attracting the right clients for us Perfect. at that point, yeah. because we, we are very expressive. We like to acknowledge people when they're showing up and adding value. That's yeah. one of our core values. And so I think we're attracting clients in that way who freely give that kind of feedback. Yeah. Too.
0: And then you you mentioned the wish list in the pumpkin plan. You then are working with clients that are not only ideal clients, but they're clients that you love working with. It, you'll, you'll spend time with on a desert island.
1: Yes. And yeah. you know when you pumpkin plan your business, you fall back in love with your business. And that is what we feel when we get to work with our clients. We, we have (laughs) um, meetings with our strategists after group calls with our clients and we debrief. And I'm going to say at least eight out of 10 times, we just sit back and we go, whoa, that can we just, we don't have to work the rest of the week. That was the best experience (laughs) ever. Like just because we learn from our clients and we love, it fills us up to see them grow. So, and that to me is a sign we're working with our right people.
0: Yeah. And that fulfills your purpose, doesn't it as well? Yeah. You know, if you're trying to get that work supports life, that's actually fulfilling the purpose as well of that life, isn't it? As yeah. Well. Yeah. So if you could give the, the listeners one tip, Sabrina, that they can learn that they can take away, that they can do something with themselves and take action upon what, what would that be? What would your one tip or lesson be?
1: So I like to think about making our time worth $10,000 an hour. And I love the question, if I can get nothing else done today, what can I do that will move my business forward. What is the one thing I can do today that'll move my business forward? And, you know, if you take the fix this next assessment, and I know you offer that Simon, you get real clarity on what that one thing is and your, that's your $10,000 an hour activity. And if you do a $10,000 an activity, $10,000 an hour activity every day for the next 52 weeks out of the year, imagine 365 days worth mm-hmm. of $10,000 an hour activities. What kind of business will you have a year from now?
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I can put myself on my own private Island and I can live the dreams that I've always wanted to live. So that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So how can the listeners take that great thing of $10,000 an hour uh, and What's the first step that they can do what what do you suggest that straight after listening to this podcast that they can actually uh, move forward with
1: So I do I have a free training on this if it's okay I'll give it yeah yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: okay tap um, tapthepotential.com forward slash. 10K. So one zero K yep. for so, yep. $10,000 potential.com forward slash 10K. And I, when you go there, you'll get my free training on that. Um, and you, I have a download and it's your chart of $10,000 an hour activities. And it really clarifies what is a $10 an hour activity, a $100 an hour activity, $1,000, $10,000. And I would say, print that out and put it in front of you as a reminder to be doing your highest value work first yeah. every single day. And it, it really is a mindset shift of, you know, where can I make the biggest impact today? Yeah. And just working from that mindset is going to have a tremendous shift for you over the course yeah. of a year.
0: So listeners, you, you've got the link forward slash one zero. k. So now I'm going to be going straight to it after I finish this podcast And that adds a new um, context to Brian Tracy's book, Eat the Frog, doesn't it? Yes. uh, Because it's not just about eating the ugliest, biggest frog to get it out the way. It's working on the thing that has the most impact and the most earning potential for the business. And I've never really, even even all my businesses, and you shared something great with me that I can take away as well. Yeah, I have an effective billable rate that I'm always trying to get to. But very rarely do I look at the, the lower tasks and start to put a value to them. I, I wouldn't have a clue what are my $10 tasks, my hundred dollar tasks. So yeah, so I'm definitely going to head off and get back jelly So just give us the website again to get back. Cause I think that's a great tool for us all to have.
1: Sure. Tapthepotential.com forward slash 10 K.
0: There you go. So listeners, I think yeah, I've learned a lot from Sabrina today, Uh you know, taking your life back from business certainly is something you know falling back in love with your business that's one of my favorite phrases so definitely do that um hiring the best we know there's a resource for that and not skipping i think yeah for me other than the 10k it's completing your cycles of action i think you called it and then not skipping and i think all of us need to take time to make sure we are completing those cycles and not skipping ahead and then testing that we're not skipping ahead either with ourselves or with those other people uh, and some great tips and uh, yeah, Jerry Coleman, I've not um, Reading of his books so I've definitely got him on my reading list now as as well so that'd be great so, and
1: his his book has a lot of wonderful free downloads that support you in implementing the process so it's a it's one of those books that's a great read with your team because our yeah. team worked through it together and he'll, he'll walk you through each of the phases of the first 100 days and he gives you ideas of here's what you should do at this phase and here's what you could do at the next phase and then it's a great brainstorming discussion on the team of you know Fantastic. which one how are we going to customize this for our clients yeah. highly
0: Fantastic. recommend yeah so moving on to the last question then before we wrap this up um, normally as you know listeners i ask uh, when your next coffee is going to be and where but uh, as i record this we're certainly here in the uk in a national lockdown i don't know when you might be listening to it but we're certainly in a lockdown at the moment so the question sabrina is if you were to have your next coffee in a dream location where would that dream location be? And just describe it to the listeners so we can picture it and visualize it and perhaps even join you mentally there.
1: Yeah, so when you asked this question, I, I told you I immediately felt the Vista open in front of me because we haven't, mm. we haven't thought about travel in a long time. Yeah. And I got married in December and we have not taken a honeymoon. Oh, and so I want such that. such a shame. Now. I know, well, <laughs> one day we will. We have something yeah. to look forward to. Um, So I want that next coffee to be uh, on my honeymoon and um, I want to, I want to, we haven't really picked a location yet because we're not sure what time of year even we're going to be able to travel. We have several ideas in mind, but I just want to sit somewhere peacefully and quiet and with my new husband and we're sipping coffee together and we're looking out and we're like, oh, the world has finally opened up again we yeah. can travel and have these experiences that are on our bucket list Great.
0: I'm glad you called him your new husband I had a friend once who got in a lot of trouble by referring to his wife as his latest wife <laughs> which which does make you think there's going to be another version down the line doesn't it so <laughs> be very careful listeners about that
1: I will be very mindful of not using that phrase in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In some my, hot water.
0: my new husband, yeah, is much better than my latest husband. So great. Uh, thank you very much for sharing and giving a gift to the listeners of your knowledge and giving away your tips and the things that you fixed in your business. And I know many of the listeners Potentially will be coaches and consultants that also need to work on that onboarding process. And, And I think it's something vital that every coach and every consultant, not just other business owners, needs to fix in their business, because it's something very often we neglect. Yes. We get the win. We get straight into the coaching and we don't have that onboarding process. And we definitely need to have that. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Every business has an onboarding experience, whether we recognize it or not. And yeah. it's an opportunity to really guide what our customers and clients experience with us. So I appreciate the opportunity to share that. Yeah.
0: We, we've had a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed you being here. Uh, listeners, it's it's a shame it's only audio because you'd see the board that's behind Sabrina there. You'd see the smile on her face and the energy that she's had as she talked about in this podcast. So thank you very much uh, for being with us today. Thank you. And of course, listeners, this is part of my mission to help businesses, coaches, consultants around the globe by being more aware of the possibilities. And I think, you know, we've learned a lot about possibilities today. But more importantly, today, I think we've taken something else, which is my mission, which is to get great education. And we've learned a lot about uh, a lot of the things we talked about onboarding cycle of actions, not skipping, hiring the best. So, so much education. And of course, we've done one of the most important things Uh, we've talked about coffee too and we've talked about pumpkin spice lattes and they shouldn't just be seasonal they should be all year round as well and i'm really pleased you've been able to join us and i look forward listening to having you on the next podcast bye for now